You poor guys, always confusing your pistols with your episodes of the Retro Rewind podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for Batman Returns, 1992. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your ex on mine, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Meow. <laughs> Also, for this discussion of the film Batman Returns, we welcome back aboard co-creator of Geek Devotions and chief clergy, cl- chief clergy on the pod, Dallas Mora. I'm Batman. I mean, I'm Dallas. Hi, how's it going? Hello, Dallas. <laughs> Glad you're here. And now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Batman Returns? Absolutely. Batman Returns was released on June 19th of 1992. So it's a summer movie. I mean, a Christmas movie or whatever. The running time was two hours and six minutes too long. I mean, we'll find (laughs) out. (laughs) Dang. Spoilers for his ending. This should have been zero minutes long. (laughs) It's rated PG-13 and was directed by Tim Burton, with lead stars being Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, and... uh, that's it, because no one else is a lead star in this. No one. <laughs> no one. Not even, uh, anyway. Moving along. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Proved our point. The music was composed by Danny Elfman. Surprise, surprise. Christopher Walken's not a star. What are you talking about? Oh, he walked right off the set. <laughs> All right. Batman Returns was made for $80 million. Whoa. And earned over $266 million worldwide at the box office. Is that good? I think that's good. That's really good. All right. Given this and the fact that there were nine Batman movies released in theaters after 1978. And for some reason, this includes Batman v Superman, but not Justice League. Weird. Nine Batman movies. But how high do you think Batman Returns ranks among the other nine movies at the box office? Other nine Batman movies. Okay, Chad, if you'd like to chime in, feel free. But uh, Dallas, what's your guess? I'm going to say I'm pretty sure that the 89 Batman is number one um, mm. for box office. Um, but, man, at the Heath Ledger Batman movie. That the Dark Knight. Yeah, that one. I'm going to say it's four. Four. Dale says. Dale in chat says three. I'm going to guess because of the whole inflation thing, which Paul's numbers usually don't account for. I'm going to say five. It's actually number seven. Oh, my gosh. What? Yes. Uh, Only Batman and Robin and Batman Mask of the Phantasm made less money. All the other Batman Phantasm. I forgot about did better. This is not including Lego Batman, by the way. Oh, (laughs) What kind of stupid list is this? <laughs> I know. Well, ever since Box Office Mojo went off the rail, now I'm now I'm using a website called uh, thenumbers.com. Oh, uh, okay. And just that's what you can do. That's fair. Yeah. Well, thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get to 
Once Alice has located our target film. Go, Alice. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. A bird of prey. My dear penguin! Launches his foul attack. A cunning cat. Yeah. Lashes out. To destroy Batman, we must first turn him into what he hates the most. Namely, us. And Gotham's only hero flies in the face of danger when Batman returns June 19th. Directed by Tim Burton, written in June 13th. Yes, that TV spot flew in the face of all audiences, but what memories flew it into our mind when we thought about what we recalled about Batman Returns? Here's our memory mind melt synopsis to let you know. An ugly baby is discarded in the sewer to be raised by sewer penguins. Selina was working hard, but her boss didn't care because he had a business deal that was not fair. Screw it, LOL, rhyming is hard. Uh, Shrek pushes Selina Kyle out the window because she wouldn't stay out of his swamp. Then a bunch of cats bite her and she gets eight more lives. More more cowbell works to make discarded baby the mayor and then kills homecoming princess. Creepy Finn guys uh, make more politicians. Poor politicians. Poor politicians, thank you. (laughs) Batmobile becomes Bat-Bullet-Mobile and penguins launch rockets. Penguin kidnaps his kidnaps all of Gotham's firstborns and Batman saves the kids. An army of penguins carry uh, Kibblepot what? <laughs> into the water <laughs> after Batman stops the penguin but not Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly some of those memories did happen, but most of that I would say is incepted. Well, when I read Kibblepot, I laughed out loud. <laughs> Because then I'm thinking, oh, no wonder Catwoman joined up with him. It's Gibble. (laughs) But based on those memories, as flawed as they were, what rating did they lead you to predict for this movie before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Dallas. Okay, so I am coming in with a hard nostalgia for this movie. Hard nostalgia, okay. I rate it as nostalgic, yeah. Okay, and Paul? I... Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman, so, so I tragic. predict that's weird. classic. Classic, yes. okay. Uh, Dale predicted nostalgic, and I predicted tragic, actually, because I dislike so much of everything. No, no. <laughs> because it's <laughs> Disney, right? No, no. You no, bratty kids either. You kind of. beat me to the punch, Dallas. No, I, I really despise the trope of the hero being framed. So, uh, and I knew that was in here. So that's really knocked it down for me. But let's see if, uh, it'll be interesting to see if those predictions came true. But first, let's get into the, our discussion of what we liked most about Batman Returns. Let's spin up our best three. Uh, Dallas, what's something you liked about Batman Returns on this rewatch? So, uh, one of the things I liked about the, the on my rewatch, was actually watching Selena Kyle's descent into madness. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought the way that uh, Pfeiffer played that scene out was actually really pretty sweet and very cool. Yeah. Um, like watching it, you're like, wow, this woman really is having a mental breakdown, yeah. and her persona changed so drastically from the the quote unquote meek mm-hmm. uh, Selena Kyle to Catwoman. So mm-hmm. I appreciated the the yeah. acting in that scene. 
Yeah. Honey, I'm home. Oh, yeah. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what? I, I mostly agree with you, Dallas. Uh, I'll bring up how I don't later. But I mostly agree with you. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to hear that a lot from you. I, I, I thought it was cool that she was I so mostly agree with so, you, Paul. <laughs> it was so cool. scattered brain at the beginning yes, that yeah. it wouldn't take much for someone to push her over into Crazyville. Yeah, I believe. And, Just one short window away. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what's something you liked about Batman Returns? I really was surprised um, by the cinema, how much I enjoyed the cinematography on in this film. Gotcha. Uh, mainly uh, the lights and the darks, the blacks mm, were really yes, black, yes. and the lights were really light, and it popped really well, and there was great contrast, and it was high and vibrant, and it wasn't one of these stupid filters that we have on our cameras now where it kind of blurs and muddies the colors in between mm-hmm. you have some against filters paul <laughs> N- well not in this case <laughs> i it, it was really amazing how whoever was in charge of that did an excellent job mm-hmm. yeah i i you know i don't have why will you look up the director of uh photography for us paul because i i totally agree with you it, it didn't make my like list but mm-hmm. yes it was the 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 richness to yeah. how this movie looked is just yes. cinematic is the perfect word because it looked so beautiful like each shot seemed great so yeah. i totally agree with you there it really felt like an artistic piece that came yeah. together perfectly so many scenes mm-hmm. i'm a yeah. big fan of like noir style art mm. and this really captured some of those elements here's a here, here's a quick question for you guys while paul's still looking that up you know how recently the movie Logan, the Wolverine movie Logan, mm-hmm. got a release in black and white? What mm-hmm. do you think? How do you guys think this movie would read as a release in black and white? Um, I think it would be interesting to say at least. It's like yeah. the the opening scene where um you had the bat signal shining into the uh, Wayne Manor and Bruce standing there. I think that would be really dynamic, really interesting. Um, now to, to grade into black and white, there's a lot more work that's going into it. They actually had to, uh, color grade certain things before they toned it out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it'd be a lot of work, but I think it'd be interesting to see. You know, funny you should ask that because, um, Stefan Chapotsky is the name of the cinematographer. Oh yeah, Stefan, of course. He worked with uh, Tim Burton on three films, and oh. one of them was Ed Wood, which was done in black, black and, and white. white. Oh, okay. Wood. Interesting. So he certainly could have probably had brought that sensibility to something like this. Yeah, but, but I think, uh, I think honestly, the the color part, almost kind of a contrast, enhances the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, yeah. I think it would have made it more noir-esque. To yeah. have it be black and white, though I I don't know if that was the overall tone this movie was going for. I think it, was, it wasn't as dire as a noir film. But anyway, okay, I was just curious what you guys thought about that. Uh, mm-hmm. And you guys are probably curious about one of my likes, which I happens am. to be. <laughs> I was actually surprised that there were some out laugh out loud moment moments during this movie. I'm like I, I chuckled at some of uh, Penguin's lines. I think uh, some of Catwoman's lines there. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is actually has some funny bits. I didn't remember that. And there is actually some corny humor. And I'm like, oh, my oh, yeah. gosh, this started way before Arnold Schwarzenegger got. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Uh, I wish I would have wrote some of them down, but none of, none of it's come to mind. But uh, I, yeah. I do recall laughing out loud through several parts. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Dallas with something else you liked. Um, well, you took my 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 thing about the lighting already, so that that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you also took my thing about some of the humor in this because it's really is good humor. <laughs> but I will say this uh, though. Um, I really enjoyed the scoring of this film. I'm a big fan of, of, yeah, Denny Elfman already. I mean, it's, um, I've shown Celeste over the years, some of my favorite movies. And I've realized over the years that a lot of them are Denny Elfman's work. Mm. And, um, there's just something about the way he scores music and the way that he really enhances a scene with the swelling in the music and the drops and everything. It's just beautiful. Uh, like the opening scenes where um, they're um, <laughs> where, where the penguins' parents are about to toss them over, mm-hmm. and the way that the music is swelling, yeah. and then when they uh, when, or when the camera is swinging through the sets of the um, the abandoned circus, whatever it was, um, the just the music. It was beautiful to to listen and behold at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I thought it was really appropriate that some of those. Uh, uh, carnival like thugs were in skeleton mm-hmm. masks because mm-hmm. then it was totally a dead man's party at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> but yeah, I Dan Elfman did an awesome job in this. I do feel like I missed a little bit more of the Batman theme itself. I mean, you yeah. certainly got at the end yeah. and uh, sprinkled in little bits and places, but I really want like a triumphant dun, 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 dun. Right. <laughs> so, but that kind of like the fact that you had those small hints of it throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, it was almost like a, a small background piece to the other portions. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Sprinkle on the, the nuts <laughs> and, what? but that actually is also my second like is oh, the really by Danny Elfman. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> no, it's just because he took my one of my second likes. Oh, oh, I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, here. Okay, now I'm curious. What is your favorite Danny Elfman score? Not their movie, but the score. Right. Mine, I. I Hardly anyone agrees with me, but the Flash TV series that was, is, that was pro- good. is probably mine. Okay, wow. Very cool. I'm going to say The Simpsons. I feel like that's just utterly iconic, so I'll go with that. Dapper <laughs> um, Man says Frankenweenie. I've yeah, never that was seen a good Frankenweenie. I need to go back and compare the the new one versus the original 30-minute uh, short. Dale, you are, I'm sorry. You're right. Spider-Man's much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas. I loved, mm. I loved that movie to begin mm-hmm. with. I love the scoring in that. Okay, yeah, awesome. That does have good score. Very, very cool, guys. All That's right. A high score. <clears throat> what? <laughs> it's not a game. <laughs> All right. Well, one other thing I liked before we get to our uh, classic makers is I really thought that uh, Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer's chemistry as Batman and Catwoman. Or Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, I I was so invested in it. Whether they're in costume or not, I just mm-hmm. I really bought into their romance, mm. hands 
hands above no just worlds above <laughs> vicky vales and oh really and bruce wayne's uh, romance yeah i mean Whoa. i could see how they liked each other in the original batman film but no mm-hmm. i i was I, and this probably had to do with a lot of that they were both like meta humans in a way mm-hmm. that they connected on a deeper level but mm-hmm. yeah i just i just totally totally saw them as yeah i could see why you guys like each other and yeah so good job to both those actors for yeah. making me I believe. Def- I definitely wanted to see more scenes with them interacting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It definitely left me wanting more of that. So, yeah. And that goes right into my classic maker. Oh, that's awesome. The, that's the cast. And I just mm, loved yeah. watching these actors act in mm-hmm. these roles. And, in our, and so, yeah, I think they did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This ca- the casting really was great all the way through. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure how big of an actor and uh, like, cause I was so young when this came out. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how big these stars were mm-hmm. uh, at the time. They might have been like, oh yeah, these are all the A-list them in there, but they were fantastic for the parts. Yeah. yeah for this was my first introduction to uh, Christopher Walken. Walken. Yes. Yeah. I'll let Francisco do the Walken impression, <laughs> but I know he's to, to blackmail me. I gotta push her out high window. Okay. <laughs> and then place him more cowbell on top of it. Yeah, so he he I know he was big for some people, but mm-hmm. he he really became more noticeable to me because right. I didn't watch those darker films that he had been in prior. Yeah. Oh, Christopher Walken, you said? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Dallas, what was your classic maker? Uh, my classic maker is actually the, the set design. Ooh, um, okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it felt like Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the spance of it, I, I got behind me the, the poster for Metropolis. And oh, it reminds yeah. me a lot of Metropolis, the set design for that, yeah. where you do have this very industrial, mm-hmm. very ominous city. Like the city itself was almost a character throughout the entire film. Uh, as you watched it and then the way they placed people in there and it, you almost had the blend at certain times where you're like, you could tell that it was placed in the, the modern day uh, back then, which was like what 92, but they are, there were elements of the, the forties and the fifties mixed in with it. And so, uh, the set designs across the board were just something that I just found beautiful all the mm-hmm. way through. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Totally. And there, there was one moment where, and toward the beginning when they're doing sort of an establishing shot of Gotham, where it seemed a bit too, um, it's just a model. (laughs) (laughs) But what's it called? What's the, uh, I can't think of it. Matte painting. It seemed a bit too just matte painting. Right. um, For me, but I, they had some animation to it. They had like the light, these light, uh, you know, the spotlights going in the, Through it the to make it twinkling. Yes, so it, it felt it felt like they were doing their best, but it still felt a bit too. It took me out just a little bit, but I totally everything else seemed right. very real, very lived in, and so I totally right. totally get you there. Uh, and I can see that taking people out, but again, looking at though, it was because the whole thing was kind of an artistic piece for Burton and his crew. And so for me, it was like I could see why I would take a person out, but at the same time, I could see why he had it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, totally, definitely. Totally, totally, definitely, definitely. Batman. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess that leaves 
my classic maker, and it it sort of goes part and parcel with Paul's. But I, I just I was so impressed with uh, Dan DeVito as Penguin. He just seemed to embody that role so much, and the makeup really? that they put on him. I, well, oh, the so makeup was outstanding. The makeup was outstanding. The makeup was legit. I, yeah. I don't have a lot of points of reference for Penguin. I mean, I did. I'm sure I did see the the Batman movie, the Adam West one, where they all become one of the <laughs> the leaders become <laughs> dust, and then somehow you're able to rehydrate them, and they're alive again because that makes sense. Yeah, uh, science. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure I saw that penguin before this one, but this is my first real experience of the penguin. So right. I feel like that's why he stands out like, oh, this is the penguin. Of course, I don't have a lot of comic book experience with the penguin. So take my opinion with a grain of salt. But I felt like, yeah, Danny DeVito was a great penguin. So he is definitely my classic maker. But I guess some of you may not agree. And we'll get to that section in a bit, except I forgot one other thing I liked. Why no. can I never remember this? Yes, I remembered that I liked Helix Reviews. David Arrington is the host of the Helix Reviews podcast. In every episode, he breaks down what he does and doesn't like about the movies, video games, and comics he's reviewing, and also discusses the themes, messages, and ideas that they portray. You can find Helix Reviews on your favorite podcast catcher or at helixreviews.blogspot.com. That's great, Francisco. Thanks, Paul. Helix reviews. Go yeah. check them out, people. But what does that have to do with Batman Returns? Oh, oh, I, th- I thought you were going to uh, keep me off the hook there. Well, uh, Helix is a type, it's like what DNA looks like. And yeah. uh, Penguin was looking for his biological parents, uh, through via, not via DNA, but through uh, hand signatures. Though I learned, re- I didn't realize that. And Michael Keaton, or Batman says this, that he thinks he knows who the parents were. And he, I didn't realize he was actually, is a ploy to get all the firstborns. I never connected those until this rewatch. Yes. (laughs) I never got that. Anyway, uh, but I always thought he's like trying to figure out, oh, well, if I write my name the same way as my parents, then I'll know who my parents are. And I thought that's how he's trying to figure it out. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Which, as a kid, that's what I thought. But then as long, I'm like, yeah. there's no way that's going to be the case. So I'm like, why is he doing this? How is he finding his name? And then, oh, he's just a whole ploy. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all that to say. All that to say, that's not a great tie-in, Paul. You caught me. Caught me on a technicality. But would you like some actual trivia about Batman Returns? Yes, please. All right. Here you go, guys. Did you all realize that Burgess Meredith, who played the Penguin, we were just talking about the Penguin in the Am West uh, 1966 uh, version of Batman. <laughs> yes, that one. He he was asked to play the Penguin's father in the opening of this film, but illness prevented him from oh, playing that it. Been so oh, that would have been so sweet. I know, right? Okay, then why? Because I know that uh, Adam West and... Um, Julie Newmar petitioned to play the uh, the parents in the first movie of of Batman, so that you know they have that tie in. That, that would which be, would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. What the heck? But he was denied because Tim right. Burton said, "No, I don't want any relation or ties to the old Batman. I want this to be set apart on on its own." Well, they really wanted <sighs> to do that for that first movie, though. If you think about, because like there, he was already getting flack about casting Keaton, a comedian. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I, anyway, yeah. but that would have been amazing. But I did enjoy Pee Wee Herman there at the beginning. Yes, that was kind of fun. I thought that was Paul Rubens. I wasn't sure. Did, did you know that he uh, he reprised his role as yes. uh, the Penguin's uh, dad? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a weird reprisal, but okay. <laughs> it's amazing. It's not weird at all. <laughs> okay, Paul. Never mind. That's it's amazing. What was yeah. I thinking? Yeah, but it, so that trivia though does make me wonder if you could have anyone cameo in the upcoming The Bat Sparkle film, who would you want to cameo in it? It doesn't necessarily have to be Batman related, but I'm curious who you would want to to be in it. That's while you're question. while you're thinking about, it, I'll give mine. Uh, okay. I would love it if Arnold Schwarzenegger was had a cameo as a cop in it and said to Batman, "Freeze." <laughs> I I would actually dang do I go the, do I go the Twilight connection Ooh, <laughs> or do I go the Batman connection? <laughs> I got my answer. Okay, go okay. for it, Dallas. Kevin Conroy. Oh yes. yes. Who would who would he be? What what would you have him cameo oh, as? I would have him. Um, be uh, that's a that's an even harder question. I just want him to be in there. A detective, because um, you know, de- yeah, either a yeah. detective or yeah. have um have Batman jack around with a uh, voice modulator and have oh. that be a voice. Oh, that'd be oh, kind of that, cool. Oh, don't do that to me, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> How awesome would that be, though? Oh, oh <laughs> like if that's his voice to route for Batman, yeah. like, like Kevin Conroy. He's like he's messing with a uh, modulator, and it's like I'm Batman. Uh, I don't know about that one. No, no, that would be the oh. one to pick. Oh my gosh, that would oh. save this movie if Kevin Conroy was the voice of Batman. Well, I don't know if it would save it, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dabberman says uh, Mark Hamill as the toy maker. Is the toy maker a, a DC villain? I, I'm not yeah, familiar. Yeah, okay, more associated with Superman, I think. But he's uh, definitely he played the toy maker. Batman's, yeah, and then. Dale says Sean Young from Ace Ventura tried to go for Catwoman, so maybe if she was like a, like, uh, yeah. a sh- a walking around with a cat or something, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. And then Dale says Casey Kasem as a news commentator. <laughs> Why Casey Kasem? Dead. Well, yeah. The- well, he Casey Kasem played Robin in the yeah. animated series. Back yeah. in the day. Oh, yes. I didn't realize that. Okay, uh, Paul, I, I would actually you, yeah. like to see Daniel Radcliffe. That's it, Harry Potter, right? Yes. Okay. To tie in the Hufflepuff reference oh. somehow for the Harry Potter with with that reference. I don't know, but some somewhere where they could something to reference that. Maybe is there some magician in the DC universe he could play? Uh well, I, I I'll have to think about this longer. It's a great question. I want to I want to well, think about you. it longer. I try <laughs> to get great trivia to you guys. Oh, by the way. I'll leave this in real quick. If you ever wonder why I just go randomly into Batman voice, if you're here live on stream, you see why it is, but I'm have this like Batman silly filter on. So if you want to join live and watch live, you can watch us record these episodes at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. And you can see me in a Batman costume that I, I bought, you know, I invest a lot into this show. I decided to go all full out and get this Batman costume. Uh, <laughs> Dallas apparently gave up wearing his mask. I don't know why, but that's fine. That's fine. I'll be the pure Batman over here. Hey, do me a favor. Wipe your nose real quick. 
Don't. Trying to mess up the filter. <laughs> Maybe I would say have a, a like a flashback of the butler with a former master, and it would be Elijah Wood. What? Elijah Wood. <laughs> yes, because do you know who's playing Alfred? Elijah Wood. No, Andy Circus. Oh, oh, okay. That's quite the pull there, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, wow. Let's continue, though, Paul. All right. <laughs> That's great trivia, Francisco. Thank you. I, I think so, too. <laughs> uh, but I have, a, I have the answer to our last audience question, which, again, was... What was the episode number and movie title of the first Christmas movie we covered on the podcast? Yeah, the, I'll take this, Paul. The answer was uh, Home Alone was the name of the movie, and that's episode 71. So that's uh, the answer we were looking for. Unfortunately, Paul, did anyone enter the trivia this time? Not a single person. Aw, man. Well, hopefully some of you will enter this week's uh, trivia question, which is, Paul, why don't you tell us, what is the question for this time? Okay, what is the combination to the air shield? That's a question. So send your answers to trivia at retrorewindpodcast.com. So you email us because that's everyone's on email. You may be like, I can't I just Facebook it to you? Or why can't I just tweet you? Hey, I, I would love that too if everyone had access to everything. But email is universal. So send your send an email with your answers to that question. What is the combination to the air shield? to trivia at retrorewindpodcast.com by the time we record the next episode, which gives you usually a week or a couple and a couple days to uh, to send us your answer. But this time, you only have one week from this date. So yeah, I was about to say, you have less than a week. Less than a week. Oh, yeah. By the time you're listening to this, you have like a day. <laughs> so yeah, like, get on it. <laughs> unless uh, you're here live. Unless you're here live. Then you get a jump on it, yes. But uh, if you answer cor- correctly, we'll put your name in a, a wheel-spinning raffle thing. And if your name comes up, you will get a free one-month subscription to our Twitch channel, which gives you access to our emotes. It also gives you access to our bonus content. If you're not, uh, if you're, I mean, if you're already a reflex capacitor, you already have that content. But if you're not, then you get access to that. We'll spin any raffle thing. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us who just won. (laughs) (laughs) The email again was trivia at retrorewindpodcast.com. Ask your your wife, Dallas. She's entered a couple times. <laughs> uh, now that we have had our, some trivial fun, though, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Batman Returns. Uh, the Dapper Man says, Yes! <laughs> Wardell White says, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, and Pee Wee Herman? What the bat... <laughs> I was 19 when I got to see this bat flick and thought at first that we were talking a bit too long telling Selena Kyle's story. But yet every other Christmas, I find myself revisiting the movie. Not as a fun, not as, not as fun as the first, but still enjoyable. Philip Hurt says, when I first saw it, Pfeiffer was super sexy. On rewatch, she came across as kind of creepy and gross. <laughs> Maybe both. Okay. (laughs) LJ Lowry says, this was my first and favorite Batman movie. The future movie never came close. And then Imani Dub says, 
It's one of the only Tim Burton movies I like. I still love Michael Keaton as Batman. And Ryan R. Jackson says, from this movie, I learned it's not a good idea to try to eat someone's nose. No. <laughs> or tease someone who could eat your nose, I suppose, actually. Uh, Corey Van Oppen says... Van Oppen. Van Oppen? Van Oppen. Van Oppen. Corey Van Oppen says, <laughs> Christopher Walken and Val uh-huh, Rubens. <laughs> David <laughs> David Garner says I felt sorry for baby penguin when he falls down the crate and Mrs. Merriam says penguin gave me nightmares for weeks Ooh. oh my gosh thank you all so much for sending your memories in it's so awesome getting to share what you remember most about the movies we cover and I think uh, Mrs. Merriam sort of leads us into our dislike section you know because of those nightmare fueled nightmares that doesn't make sense (laughs) the penguin fueled nightmares let's talk about the things we uh disliked most about batman returns us spin up our was three all right and let's start with paul this time what's something you didn't like about batman returns um, I don't know if it was my mood or whatever, but I found a lot of the minor plot points very confusing. And maybe I was paying too much attention, but or not enough. But for example, why does Shrek want to store power? Like wh- why? What what can you do with stored power? Doesn't it eventually like deplete itself or like, what's the point in storing that? I, yeah. You're talking about, you said Shrek's it, it, plan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His his big energy plan I, that, plant that he wants to pass along to his son. I'm like, but the, what's the big deal? Why not make a good one and hand that to your, your son? Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that he's somehow going to stop the power after he's built it all up. And then there's the a... a uh, He's going to sell it? Yeah, there's going to be like a high demand or like low supply. So he's going to be able to sell the power at skyrocket prices. That's the only thing I can think of. He doesn't need to like store it for that. But, you know, like any like anyway. So that got me. And then like the disappearing kids at the circus, like when Penguin was uh, uh, like when Michael Keaton was researching. Yes. Mm hmm. Why were Wait, the kids are you going into another dislike now? No, these are all these all are examples of minor plot points I found confusing. Oh, like, okay, gotcha. What yeah. about all the firstborns that were kidnapped? What happened to them? I did I fall? I'm they they uh, Batman rescued them by with a shadow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I didn't see that happening. I was like, okay, all the kids. There's how many people are in Gotham, right? And you're gonna have ten clowns go higher. Uh, Get, get them all and batman stops all 10 like that it just found very confusing and then what a oh, oh and then well the main why did bruce wayne reveal himself at the end i selena oh, kyle already yeah. knew who he was oh, and then just got that one yeah I got that, that, is that weird. one though that oh. was him trying to connect with selena like you know we're more than these masks you don't have yes to do but this. in front of max shrek i think he was that concerned about her mm. All right. I think again, his, his, like, you know, I really care about you. Cause right, but right before they were talking about, like, you know, just running away. Like they could yeah. stop this. Yeah, yeah. That's true. 
I, okay, I you know what? I'm with you on the other plot holes though. They were wild. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. It's. It, it seems like as a movie, it runs two hours and six minutes. So most of these could have been like easily plugged out, like or yeah. I, you know what? And I have something that you're sort of alluding or foreshadowing my tragic maker. So I, I won't okay. get there yet. Okay, good. Uh, but <laughs> I will say something that I didn't like. That actually was one of Dallas's likes. Oh, at least I think it was so. Dallas. <laughs> was Catwoman's transformation while good? I felt it took too long. Like Dale was saying, even I just <laughs> thought is like, why do we need to see you spray painting your bed in your dollhouse? Just throw the dollhouse away. You do that anyway. Just throw it away. We don't need you to see you spray paint an individual bed sheet on a doll bed. Because it's it was pointless. more interesting than watching the penguin. No, here's what would <laughs> be interesting. Here's what would have been interesting. If the dollhouse bed was so uh so intricate that it looked like a real bed, like she's spray painting her real bed, and then you zoom out, it's like, oh my gosh, she's just spray painting. That's her. actually what I thought was happening when I first saw the film. I'm like, what <laughs> oh. is happening to this room? Oh, whoa, it's a mo- it's a it's model. A <laughs> <laughs> Any chance to quote my Python? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um so Get that- on with it. <laughs> Batman does not prove. Uh, so that's my only, that is my first gripe with, yeah, okay, Superman, with uh, Batman Returns. Dallas, what's one thing you didn't like? Um, One thing I didn't like was, <laughs> and as much as I, I enjoy the art of the film and I mm-hmm. enjoyed the moment, the array of bat signals going <laughs> into Wayne Manor was ridiculous. <laughs> It didn't make sense of like, how did this happen? Yeah. And the, Are you talking my, about that iconic shot where the bat signal goes right through the, the living room or whatever? And, right. And Bruce Wayne looks up into it. That, that yeah. iconic, amazing shot that, you're right, doesn't make any sense, but it's lovely I, to look at. I, lo- I want a poster of that scene. Yes, it's wonderful. But it doesn't make sense. Because I'm going, first off, why? I mean, <laughs> I mean somebody's like... Down at the at the mountain where Wayne Manor's at, they're like, what's all those lights happening over there? Somebody's gonna ask questions. Yeah. Second thing is, why was he not out patrolling? He's like, why was he not out there patrolling when that whole scene went down? It just didn't like. I, it was just no, purely. Uh, I'm gonna take off. <laughs> if he was. It, it was purely pre- an artistic moment, but it just it kind of bothered me. Okay, I mean that's fair. But if he is patrolling, he'd be patrolling all the time, and he's only one man. He's got That's he's, what he does. He's got to relax in his recliner and just look into the void at some point to just, I just you know, need you unwind. to read one Batman comic ever and you'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I need you to watch Batman one episode Batman. of Batman the Animated Series. I have seen that. I have seen <laughs> Batman Animated. But I will truth tell one time, I tried reading a Batman comic once because I'm like, I like Batman. I, you know, I should try reading a comic. Snooze fest. Oh Which my gosh. Okay. Well, so much all, dialogue. Bat- well, if and- I wanted to read a book, I'd buy a book. Thank you very much. Well, there are, there's one. I have a Batman comic where there are no words in it. One, I forget which one it is. Is but- it, is it uh, Batman and Robin? No. Oh, no, it's, it's anyway. Batman. Is oh, okay, it Batman for infants? No, but a board uh, book? Batman is heavily inner dialogue. Yeah. In, inner monologue, I should say, mm. in the comics. And it is more, it is, it is not an action packed, uh, comic. 
So well, that leads me right that going in. That leads me right into my other thing I didn't like. I thought there wasn't enough Batman fighting in this. I want to oh, see yeah? more, more like hand hand fighting or action or something. No, I thought, no, one yes. or two punches no. per clown. That's uh, it. <laughs> okay, then a lot more clowns or some some more <laughs> mini bosses or something. But I just I thought it was just not enough. He, like he, he he used a bit like a little bit of gadgets, which was cool, and the the his Batmobile did a lot of several cool things. He had the glider. I mean, he had he was more 007 this time than he was yeah. Batman Ninja. So I. I I wanted more Ninja Batman, I guess. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But I guess if it's like the comics, then I guess it was true to form. Excuse me. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, the comics are a little more subtle. All yeah. right. Fine. Uh, let's go. That's both my dislikes. Let's go back to, let's go back to <laughs> Dallas uh, for something you didn't like. Okay. Something else I didn't like. Um, as much as I love um, the character base of everything, um, and I, I mentioned I like the descent of Selena going into madness. Um, right beforehand, when she's in the street and she's getting mugged, Batman shows up and all this other stuff. She's way too chill. Yeah. Like, like as a like, I'm sitting there going, "Who wrote this moment?" Like, she's like, "Oh, let me grab this taser and jab it in this dude's head." Oh yeah. Oh, like she was way too chill to have just been attacked and mugged, having. Batman, who is like at this point is a, a force to be reckoned with, and she's like, Oh, hey, you know, almost like she was about to ask him on a date or something well, like that. It's like, oh, coffee? Cool, she's <laughs> and, nervous. and also, I, I get the sense that she's so bored with her life. I mean, <laughs> so I, I wonder if this sort of a bit of excitement, and I mean, when she takes the taser and like tases the guy, she's like, Really, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this, <laughs> excited about. And right. so I think there's this element. I, I can see what you're saying. That seems out of place, given what we know yeah, of her character. Does. I'll agree with you on that. But I think it, it does make sense, especially how she cha- her transformation later, how mm-hmm. I think it's like just a break from the utter, utter mon- mundaneness of her life. So Right. I could see that. But I don't know. It just felt weird. It felt out of place in the moment. Oh, okay. it did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul, what's something that felt out of place for you on this rewatch? You know, it doesn't make sense. The whole plot of <laughs> back uh, to plot. I hate this yeah. plot. This story makes no sense. Yeah. The actors are great, but whoever wrote this, <laughs> no, throw the script <laughs> out because how does a circus gang get the, not only the blueprints to the Batmobile, but poster size it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then this like, print wasn't even around. Yeah, it's not shredded like they taped it back together. It's full clean and <laughs> and they don't know any of his other secrets like that's thrown down there. But we have the entire schematics of the highly secretive Batmobile. <laughs> Come on. You know what, Paul? That's exactly that's like pretty pretty close to my tragic maker. So let's get into tragic makers because uh okay, so yes. I think it's ridiculous how the clowns are able to get into the Batmobile so easily. Yeah, they have the schematics, but it's like, oh, oh I just needed to beep it. Oh, okay, that's it. Now we're hey, in. The schematics said it's up, up, down, down, left, right, <laughs> left, right. <laughs> and then, Maybe. and then they they're a, they they have the engineering know how to be able to tinker with this highly sophisticated automobile. I just it was just way past the suspension of disbelief for me with that. No, but that's not it. That's not all. Now, you remember how my prediction was tragic because I don't like framing 
uh, movies where the hero's framed. Okay, so then he, so he's framed kind of because he then the Batmobile tears around because Penguin's controlling it. But it seemed like there that didn't really make any difference. Like the populace was like, "Oh, Batman!" And then that was like the next second, there he's revealing Penguin to be a jerk, and then it's like it's all is forgiven. It was just too quick. There's no gravitas to him being framed. So why even frame it to begin with? What you have toddlers, right? Yes. Okay. Not not anymore. Not anymore. I used to. All right, but you know how easily they are distracted. Yes. So they're focused on one. Oh, let's focus the mob, I, the anger on something else. And they completely forget. Mentality the, thing. That, and it, and that, it, it, if you ever watch politics, it goes the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and not. To be, but to be fair, though, we didn't have a lot of scenes where we saw the populace respond to Batman after that. Immediately yeah. after that, you had him basically backfire on on um, on the penguin. You go straight to the ball and then you have him saving all the kids. This is my point, though. Because they need, if they're going to invest in taking all this time to show them getting into the Batmobile and having Penguin frame him, then they need there needs to be something to that. Otherwise, it's just a waste of time. You're just wasting my time right now with this. Penguin found that out out the hard way. It was all a waste of time. I guess so, yes. Found out the hard way. (laughs) I'm kind of curious as to what Burton's third movie script was going to be, if he was going to play with that fact. They kind of did that with with the... um, um, the, I can never say this. I keep wanting to say Nolan Rogers. (laughs) Christopher Nolan? Christopher Nolan's movies, where um, at the end of the second movie, the third movie picked up where you saw the aftermath of a disgraced Batman. So I can't help but wonder if Burton was going to do that. Uh, Okay. I, I all could, I know is that uh, what Billy D. Williams was supposed to be Two Face. Yes. Yeah, that would have been cool. I yeah. would have liked to see Billy Robin. Yeah, who was yeah, Billy Robin? Wayne, one of the Wayne's brothers. Yeah. Oh, or really? Chris Rock. He was supposed no. to be like a uh, like a one of Penguin's former gang members. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was trying to do Major Pain, but no lines just come to mind. I was trying to think of a Major Pain line to come after that. Exactly. But. One tub it tub. One daddy, daddy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so that was the thing. I just really, really got under my bat suit with uh, this movie and that whole point of wasted time. But Dallas, what was your tragic maker for Batman Returns? So my tragic maker is it's solely because I'm a comic book nut and geek and mm-hmm. so i've grown up reading the comics and whatnot and the characters of penguin and catwoman were so left field and so different from what we have oh yeah. in the Peng- comics yeah, yeah penguin is is a legit Business. um mastermind mob boss like oh really he is one of the few that played off so so well as a mob boss that some people are like, no, he's a respectable member of society. He just happens right. to have a large casino that's made of ice out there in the middle of uh, <laughs> the water. And like, of course. like there's rumblings, like commissioner Gordon legitimately can never arrest him for long because the penguin is such a great mastermind of things. Right. And Selena uh-huh. is not this crazy. I have nine lives. I don't die type of thing that like what happened. This is not, these are not radioactive cats. All right. This does not happen. <laughs> And so she's, but she's like, a, she's a gymnast. She's got these trainings. She, depending on which version of Selena you're looking at, she grew up on the streets. Mm-hmm. Tell a little it. bit. 
This and is an Elseworlds movie. <laughs> this is a huge Elseworlds movie. But it bothered me watching it. Um, I remember being a little confused as a kid watching it, but still loving it. Mm-hmm. And you know, okay, cool. Um, but even, like, like when we watched it, I'm like, this is so left field. I, they, they played the mess of the characters. I will say that they the script they had, they played the mess out of it, and it was fantastic. But they just weren't. They're weren't different characters. They're very different characters. It, it's still a better Catwoman than what Haley Berry did, or whatever her name was. Halle Berry, I think. Halle Berry. Still a much better Catwoman than that. But it just still wasn't... There was something missing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I'm, I can't disagree, but like I said, I don't have the same context as you do, so I could sure. see how that would bother you a lot more, having that sort of background. Uh, but that leaves Paul. What's your tragic maker for... Batman Returns. When I was younger, I once upon a time, I saw a lot more cartoons, a lot of uh, you know Tex Avery, high, you know, like there's a lot of physical comedy, a lot of over the top stuff. Mm -hmm. So when watching Batman Returns, which I haven't seen in decades, uh, it didn't really bother me. Like I had heard some adults saying, "Oh wow, that penguin is a little too dark and creepy, especially with the nose job or the nose scene." <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I'm watching this now, as a more mature adult who's more boring now, <laughs> I find it actually more disturbing as the parent uh, of watching a baby go into the crib into the sewer, mm-hmm. knowing that. Okay, the parents don't want anything to do with it, but rather than killing it like a mercy kill, they're just going to send it down river, which is going to slowly drown in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that is a horrible death for right. really. And then later, and then having the the whole nose scene, which, like I said, didn't bother me before, now really bothered me because it is so out of tone for the rest of the film. <laughs> Mm. And not, I wasn't thinking it was over the top this time, but I thought of it more real life. Like, who, all these people are still going to work for this guy? Max Shrek yeah, doesn't right? Yeah. Let me Let's rethink my strategy here. <laughs> uh, this guy is a nutcase. And, I, you know, and every everyone's back to work like normal. No, <laughs> that would never happen. Like, yeah. it, it's just... I think it would have been better. I know what they were trying to go for. They're trying to make a menacing, disturbing, but animalistic I, almost. Yes. Yeah. But in, I thought it was too much. A lot of this movie just took me out in, this is so fantasy. A lot of this, <laughs> Yeah. but I, this was, I thought it was a little, I agree now with those older people back then. I thought it was a little too dark for the rest of this film. Mm-hmm. So I am curious though, as to how the original scripting would have played out. I know that I've, I've heard stuff that where the original scripting was even darker than this. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Um, Shrek was actually supposed to come out somewhere in the film as being, uh, the second um, child of Cobblepots. Like, oh, supposed to be oh whoa. Of, Interesting. Uh, brother. And um, which added into everything. Also, he was also scripted to be originally to become a form of Two Face at one point, but they scrapped that obviously. Mm. And so, but the whole film was much darker. That they actually denied two or three different scripts because they were too dark. Well, were they filled with as many innuendos as this film? 
My goodness, uh, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of innuendos in this film. Yes, which I was I'd very surprised by. <clears throat> I'm like, I was like gonna looking at the RAM, like, is this gonna be PG? Really? Oh, PG 13. Okay, I, I can see that. <laughs> but okay, so darker versions. Wow. Well, crazy, crazy times, guys. But now that we've entered all our crazy trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Okay, guys, do we rate Batman Returns a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this film, whether they've seen it before or not. A uh, nostalgic, it's worth a rewatch, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. But if you've never seen it before, there's plenty of other Batman movies to see. Go see one of them. Or a tragic, we'd recommend no one see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. And if you have seen it before, yeah, definitely don't rewatch it because you'll just ruin any good memories you have. Let's start with our guest, as we like to. Dallas, what's your final rating for Batman Returns? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I really had to struggle because I wanted to remove my nostalgia feelings for the film. Mm-hmm. I have I have major love for this franchise, major mm-hmm. love for these first two movies specifically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but i still want to go back to it i want to watch it again like there's right. something about it draws me back to it so i'm gonna say classic all right a classic okay for <laughs> dallas now paul don't disappoint me all right i predicted classic but and, unlike oh, I dallas say, I, I don't find myself wanting to watch this again anytime soon i'm gonna say nostalgic if you haven't seen this movie i don't think it's necessary there's other um, I'd say watch the original 1989 movie again. Yes. But, um, but if you have enjoyed it, yeah, give it another rewatch. You'd probably enjoy it again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty much with you, Paul. I'm I predicted tragic, but I'm I'm going to say nostalgic. There was there's a lot of good to this movie. It's not a movie that I would want to watch again. I I enjoyed some elements of it, but I can't really quote anything from it really and. I don't know if I'd want to share it with my kids above like the Christian Bale versions. I really res those really resonate with me a lot more. I know you don't like the darker Batman so much, Paul. No, oh. uh, <laughs> I, I don't like bobbleheaded Batman. Bobblehead? <laughs> yeah, Christian Bale has the motorcycle helmet, so he looks like a bobblehead compared to the Michael Keaton that's more like the comic book like, where it's like slick around the neck area. Oh, I never really noticed that. But okay, <laughs> take your word for it. <laughs> um, but uh, so, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, with our, all our ratings entered, we rate Batman Returns a disputed nostalgic film. We'd recommend if you did watch this as a kid or you've watched it in the past, it's worth time to revisit again, especially if you're like working, trying to work your way through the Batman films up to Bat Sparkle, then yeah, definitely, definitely pop this one again and again. But if uh, you've never seen it before, I don't know. Would you guys recommend? What would you recommend? Oh, you said the 1989 Batman, Paul? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, guys, now that we've uh, done our due diligence with Batman Returns, it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. Comsat Online. Rating Salvo at the ready. On your mark. Receiving incoming transmission. You don't win, do you? <laughs> Maybe. I'm just surprised the the whole 
20 XX. <laughs> I'm like, where is it? I'm- 20 XX. <laughs> <laughs> when did we Where's get married? I'm just so used to it, but that's okay. You're changing it up on me, keeping things live and fresh. I get it. Oh my goodness. Uh, feels good to be back in 20XX whenever that happens to be. Uh, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1992 to begin with if it weren't for, for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feel and Film Podcast, Pierre Panda, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions. Whoa. There's a geek devotion right here. Uh, th- that sounded weird because you're not like a devotion, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> the Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, and Pastor Deuston, in addition to four other awesome patrons as well. Thank you yeah. all so, so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help us keep flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. And while we're thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big bat hug to our subscribers, or maybe I should say a big Emperor Penguin hug oh, gosh. to our subscribers on Twitch, which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. Find out how at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. But hey, let's keep the gratitude train going now because we love hearing from you, be it our iTunes reviews or Podchaser reviews. That's another great place to leave us a review if you haven't, uh, if you don't like have iTunes and don't want to log into all of that. Podchaser is way easier to leave us a review. Uh, but it could be those comments on our website, uh, or through our contact form. And, uh, we love, like I said, we love hearing from you. So yeah, reach out to us in any of those ways. (laughs) (laughs) It says take a breath. So that's one way. Wow. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 188. How are we at 188? Oh my gosh. So close. We had 187 episodes before. (laughs) Uh, But it's, that is the place to find timestamps for this episode, links to contact us and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show and also yourself? You can feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny by knocking on our doors and call, hollering at 3 a.m. Or you can wow. go on our social media, which is much preferable, where we are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. Thank you, Paul. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a break. Taking a breath because I had oh. a little too much Pepsi in the Oh, oh. Anyway. I have, I'm halfway through the paragraph. Hold on. Also, as I mentioned, we are on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live like these fine folks are doing right now as we record this very podcast. Francisco plays retro video games on there and creates pixel art. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. And in addition, you can go to our subreddit, which is slash r slash retro rewind pod to nominate and vote on upcoming movies but if you want to find me paul j powers you can go to pauljpowers.com thank you paul it's so so fun getting to this show with you thank you for being my robin to, ah, uh, or i guess you could be superman that's fine too all but, right cool <laughs> but i really appreciate getting to do the show with you 
And likewise, I love doing this show with you, and I'm also so grateful for Dallas to come mm. by and to discuss Batman Returns with us. Indeed. Thanks for taking a break from the Superman district. Well, I guess you're <laughs> over that now. I am so past <laughs> I'm about to go back into it for another upcoming podcast. Oh my All gosh. Right. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for taking time. And uh, so please tell us uh, how people can find you online. And is there anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, uh, you can find us at geekdevotions.com, where Celeste and I post up uh, a variety of things. Our main thing is obviously our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash geekdevotions, where we do devotionals every Friday using geek pop culture items. And uh, we take uh, those things and we use them to let people know that they're loved and somebody cares about them. Awesome. Uh, as far as upcoming events, uh, I'm not sure when this is being published. Is this next Wednesday? Next Wednesday. So before Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, we have a competition going on in our Facebook group, the Devoted uh, Devoted Geek Life, called the Iron Chef Competition. Yeah. And uh, if you're familiar with Iron Chef, there's a secret ingredient. You have to make a meal out of it. So the secret ingredient is your Thanksgiving leftovers. That doesn't seem very secretive. Everyone take your Thanksgiving leftovers and you got to make something a new meal, feed it to somebody, film yourself uh, feeding it to them, maybe film yourself uh, making it, uh, but try to do something geeky with it at the same time, and we'll have a comp- we're having a contest. It was a lot of fun. We had a guy from Australia enter in uh, oh, the first awesome. time we did that, and he doesn't have Thanksgiving, so he had to do Thanksgiving. <laughs> and- <laughs> and then- now he's thankful. <laughs> and then he did, uh, took leftovers, and he made um, uh, Star Trek Alpha... Um, or Delta hamburgers, Delta De- hamburgers. Yeah, nice. That is pretty awesome. I figured it out. Who I want as the cameo for the Bat Sparkle movie? Oh, here we go. Yes, I would like to have Daniel Radcliffe as Batmite and make <laughs> a rep a Huffle reference. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Not a Huffle Puff. That's too direct. But somewhere sneaking the word Huffle, Huffle in there. Oh, Batmite. That'd be awesome. That's uh, that's something, Paul. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Dallas, for being a part of the show. Uh, but that's not all. Mostly, I appreciate you. Yes, you listening right this very instant. It could be years in the future. It's probably not years in the past. I was going to say years in the past, but that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> whether this is your first time listening listening to the show or you're a part of our Rewinder community. Thanks for spending time with us, and we pray that you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr, or just reach out to me personally. If you know, you know where I am online, most likely, if you're a fan. So you can reach out to me personally if you like to also hire me that way. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Batman v Superman universe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can take on both Batman, no problem. Do you? Do you have blood? You will. <laughs> <laughs> we really okay. do. Yeah. No, but finally, we are proud to be part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at CGC or our website. But like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all for speedy. Or Super Goals and Ghosts, whichever one we decide to release when, on our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base.
you know, a podcast is even deadlier if you eat it. But listening to a podcast is deadlier if you mean it. <laughs> Doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs>